This is your host, Michelle Schultz of She Who Paints. I'm a soulful artist creating colorful acrylic paintings intended to inspire hope and joy. Today, I'm going to be speaking with the lovely Katie Bacon, a professional artist and my dear friend. In her own words, she says, I am a U.S.-based artist growing up in Georgia and later transplanting to New York City in 2012 to pursue my dream and career in the arts. I've been painting since my youth and was influenced by my grandmother, who was a portrait artist, and my mother, who was our hometown's museum art director when I was younger. I had a natural draw to the arts and was the area I excelled in the most throughout my school years. I went on to obtain a degree in painting and drawing from the University of Georgia. I used my degree to be a painter and to work and explore several different facets of the art world. I worked in art museums and galleries, as well as establishing a career in makeup artistry. My work in New York started taking more turns as I was folding the experiences of my southern roots in with the new everyday complexities of the New York City hustle. It became heavily influenced by nature and human emotion, especially how the two intertwine, and I began to really tap into the emotional and physical aspect of abstract mark making and vivid color. So I just want to welcome Katie Bacon to the show today. Katie, thank you so much for being here. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you, my sweet friend. I know. I just couldn't resist. I had to have you as my first guest um, because I just love when we get to uh, connect and just really talk deep about our art and inspire each other. Absolutely. It's so nice to have friends like that, you know, where we can share our trials and tribulations of painting and art and just life it's really cool so thanks for having me so happy to be here of course yeah and you were actually I feel like the one who got me back into my art because you had told me about the art queens and I had taken such a long break with my work and being able to learn all that business stuff and have a community of artists, um, just the online community, and um, be able to talk with you about it as well was huge for my career. So thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It was so huge for my career. And I just remember hanging out at your place in college and, you know, we were painting on the floor and just having a nice time enjoying each other's company and in the art you know and I wanted to check in and be like what's happening I'm so glad that we reconnected to like so many years after college and you know connect through art queens and just get a little bit more deep dive into our career because you know the arts it's so hard just to the entrepreneurial part of it you know, to paint sometimes is seems like the easiest part, although we all have our creative blocks, but 
to do the monetary, like all the administration and all the things that go into having your own business. And if art is your business, you know, sometimes that's just not taught in school. So it's great to be able to have a community where you can learn and talk and explore and do all that part of it with, with other people. So it's always great to have a friend. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's such a huge learning curve and we're all going through it. So it's cool to be able to support each other. But I was thinking about all the times of like us painting together in your studio in college and like drinking wine in the Highlands. And (laughs) were you working at an art gallery there? Yeah. So I was in Highlands, North Carolina right after college. And so I was working at an art gallery slash art center called the Bascom and Highlands, North Carolina is situated just, just above Georgia and right on the Appalachian trail. That's where it starts. So it was such a neat place to go after college, although it was kind of a retired community. A lot of people, you know, retire there. And um, so it was a lot more quiet uh, compared to Athens, Georgia, where we went to college. <laughs> but it was such a nice uh, change and, you know, to be in nature like that on the Appalachian Trail and go home after work and, you know, walk the trails. And then, you know, like you would come and visit, which was great. And they had Patrick Doherty, which is a he's a really famous sculptor. He did all of these really cool sculptures all around the Bascom, the art center. And they were like these wooden, I don't know if you remember, but they were these like really cool, like branched wooden sort of swirly large, larger than life structures. And so it was cool. It was a neat, really neat special time in my life. And um, right out of college, you know, (laughs) I didn't really know what was going on, but um, (laughs) It's a good, inspiring place to start. And it's funny because when you were describing it, I had completely forgotten. But I have like a picture that came back in in my mind of me like inside one of those sculptures, like us taking photos. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, that was a fun, such a natural, you know, environment to be in and kind of study art. And then like I was an assistant then and not making much at all, but, you know, learning so much about, you know, volunteer work and um, all of the different, you know, admin, education, all of the different moving parts of of uh, an art gallery. And um, it was really fascinating to learn. Has that helped you with your career as an artist? Yeah, you know, we did a lot of artisan residencies there and I was in charge of the calendar, the master calendar. So I would, you know, call artists and make sure that everyone was set up and ready to go. And um, I got to sit in on a lot of these artists and residencies. And one, gosh, she was from Colorado Springs. I'll think of her name in a minute, but she was such a cool printmaker and she did all of these layered, um, you know, colors so that it was just such a neat, it was like abstract painting, which is what I do. And I got to sit in on her class and it was just so cool to um, 
kind of witness some of these artists and how they work and then also how they taught because I also wanted to teach at that time and I wanted to go back um, to university to get my master's in art education and I think I sort of switched paths and decided hey I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to you know go see what I can do up there and try and paint and and make it there and I'm going to go for only one year and here we are 12 years later so it's been kind of a wild ride with a lot of like twists and turns and in terms of like my art career and how I even ended up here (laughs) but um that was a really neat a really neat pivotal point I think in my art career was like my first big girl job in the field that I wanted to be in. It taught me a lot too about what I didn't want to do. And I think, you know, like teaching, I did teach um, after school program there. Um, And then I even went to and taught like through the literacy council there and taught, you know, after school programming. And it was really cool to be a part of that. And I think that's what I was like, oh, wow, maybe I, maybe I could really give education a go. And and I really did enjoy it. Um, but then I kind of felt like I really wanted to try my hand in being an artist, you know, before I dedicated myself to education, because that's what I went to school for was painting. Um, so it was kind of one of those things. And then once I kind of tried that, I was like, wait, I actually really love this. So I still incorporate a little bit of teaching here and there, you know, um, like I'll teach private lessons or, you know, I've taught like here in New York kind of emerging classes, um, basically like where businesses come together and want to learn something new with their coworkers. So I'll teach like a painting class kind of one off, um, teach like a master painting and then, yeah, it's, it's cool. I incorporate it, but it's, it's nice to sort of have the freedom. And yeah, like, um, I do makeup and hair as well. So I'm busy with a lot of things, (laughs) a lot of things all the time and, uh, in the city that never sleeps. So that's what I love about it is that you don't have to choose. Like you can chase your dream as well as being able to teach uh, on the side too and do makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like what got me into the art Queens, um, especially like during 2020, because I was in New York kind of running around with my head cut off doing hair and makeup and having no time for art. And then going from like having no time for hair and makeup and all the time for art, I really got to switch gears, which was like really cool for me because Cause that's when COVID hit, right? Yeah. When COVID hit, you know, obviously like I wasn't going to be doing makeup or hair on anyone. Like, you know, every, we had to stay away and quarantine and all of that. So all the jobs that I had for that year were closed and done. And <clears throat> that was a really crazy awakening. I think for a lot of people, well, most everybody, I would say, um, like, but I think my silver lining was, I was forced back into the passion that I started hair and makeup in, in the first place, which is painting, which is what I went to school for. And also, you know, it kind of like forced me to look back into what it is that I was kind of missing and craved in my life that I just had to like hustle, hustle to make the rent 
and kind of had to put my art on the side. Now I'm here being able to have my art at the forefront again, which was such a really, really nice feeling and terrifying. And what am I going to do to pivot? And what if this happens again? Like once kind of we were sort of all seeing each other again, um, like into 2021, you know, I, I was starting to have like more of my jobs come back out with hair and makeup, but then still able to have the balance of my painting. But it, it was like reconfiguring, like, how do I, how do I make this work? How do I still go after my passion? Because I don't want to go back to before 2020 when I just wasn't painting at all. And then how do I make money and still survive? But also I don't have to be a professor and I can still kind of, yeah, do all of these like mixture of things, um, which, you know, it's not an easy lifestyle either, but it also is a really fulfilling lifestyle for me personally. It's like, I have so much freedom, like you're saying, and it does, it does lend itself to, to be able to manipulate your calendar or your, you know, your week and you can kind of get the things that you want to do in your art in there, which is like what it is that I truly want to be able to do. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's huge because everybody can relate to that, of that balance between just chasing your passion in your career. But as you're building that up, it takes time. So finding different ways um, to support yourself financially and I mean, makeup is just another expression of art for you as well. So it's cool to see your path of how you're doing all of those. Yeah. And it's so funny because my painting, and as you know, is fairly, um, we have similar painting styles, I would say too. Cause like I, you know, I love like the vivid color and like wild brush strokes and I like to mix it all together and, you know, have this like, to me, exciting, you know, sort of mixture of like brushstroke and vibrant color. And whereas like with makeup, it's much more sort of not tedious, but I would say just much more zoned in in terms of color and palette there, you know, a lot of the makeup here in New York that I end up doing is like sports. Um, so like I work for brands like Puma and Hurley and, you know, um, it's very fresh skin, like, little balm on the lip, you know, it's still a hundred things to make it look like you're wearing nothing, but, um, it's just so much more muted compared to my art. So it's funny, like how those two, they're, they're still, I'm still painting faces, right. But it is a very different, uh, style in terms of what I do in my like painting and art compared to what I do in my makeup art. (laughs) So Yeah, you get the freedom of expression instead of just from a job specifically. Yeah. And I'm also curious about your move from the highlands, going from just being in nature all the time, um, hearing crickets in the quiet. And I just feel like a lot of your work is based off of nature and florals and different stuff. So how did that work for you growing going from a smaller mountain town to a 
huge city <laughs> in New York City. So, which is always, it's been our dream, you know, like that's what artists think of. Like you go to art school and you're like, yeah, I want to go take a crack at it in New York where, where it's all happening. So I think it's so cool that you had the bravery to do all of that. Um, but I'm curious how that affected your art when it's so based in nature. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny you mentioned this because I literally left. Uh, we had um, President's Day weekend. And so my partner and I went upstate, like two hours upstate just to go like, hang out in a cabin for a night just so that I can like breathe in some air and like touch some trees and like, you know, it, it is a craving that I have. And I think like painting what I paint in terms of the subject matter and the feeling of nature, it's something that I crave so much that I end up painting so a lot of it, right? Because I'm immersed kind of in as an environment that is so built by man <laughs> and you know in some areas of New York you don't see the sunsets and or you know sunrises like you're everything's kind of blocked um so I will say I heard this from someone that you need to get out of New York every six weeks and I won't ever forget that because I think that that's absolutely true and and I definitely try to do that and like I go back to Georgia a few times a year, you know, several times a year. I really make a point. I'm I'm such a family person too, so it's just so nice to be able to to see family, but also just to be back in that space, like nature, and you know, I really try and make a point. And New York is one of these places that's so also inspiring. Like we have so many cool museums. You know, like there's just so many things all the time, but it can be very stimulating, um, overstimulating from this, from, you know, for me, I'm from Southwest Georgia. So I'm from a really small town where people go to hunt and like, you know, it's just, there's lots of farmland, um, and wide open spaces. And so, yes, to be in the city is quite different. And I have grown to love it. It There's parts of it that are hard for me and can be a little bit stressful because it is so overstimulating for me. But there's also so much opportunity and so many things that I'm able to do in terms of the art I can see, like the museums we have here, you know, and the food. <laughs> At any time of night or day you want a ramen or a whatever you, you know, you can get it in the city. Um, so, you know, it's been great and I love living here, but I also, yes, have to get out. I would say about every six months or I go a little stir crazy. So I guess it's a love hate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes so much sense. Like what you were saying about you're painting nature because you're away from it. So it's almost like this longing and nostalgia that is coming out of you in such a beautiful way. Yeah. Oh, thank you for saying that. I, um, I, I just, it feels so good to be able to paint nature. Cause yes, like I, I, you know, 
I kind of feel like a fairy sometimes, like, you know, I just like want to live in that like cocoon of, you know, forest and like, I'll be a fairy with you. (laughs) Well, you already are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, yeah. So I, yeah, it's, I I definitely paint that uh, nostalgia and that, you know, where I grew up is definitely a thing. And also, you know, I do have anxiety and I do have all of these things where it's like when you are in a place that's very stimulating, you know, there's things that you sort of need to set in place for yourself for self care. And, you know, painting is so cathartic for me. And it's something that you know, even in my most busy times that I, I don't get to paint as much, I still try to find something like maybe just like throw something down in a sketchbook or like put something down so I can remember like, hey, like this would be a really cool painting for later, um, you know, but like if I could just get to something, it feels really cathartic and meditative to get it out. And that is a part of like a self-care regimen and so like when I'm in the mood and I'm painting like it's really hard to stop it's like a all of a sudden six hours go by and I'm just like looking at the painting and I'm stepping back and I'm looking at it and there's all these like push and pulls of like you're you kind of get in it and I know you know because you're a painter too and it's like one of those things you just get in the zone it's so true (laughs) 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 you just get in the zone and it's like um yeah meditation you're lost and and I think that's such a beautiful feeling if you know most artists can attest to that and like understand how what a beautiful feeling that is and it's something like when you don't have for a while if you're like in that little block or you know you're just having to do a million things that pull you away you're just like gosh I just can't wait to get to the studio or just sit down in front of a sketchbook or just like put some, put some visual thoughts to paper or canvas. It's like, once you get in the zone, it feels so nice to be in it. It's like an old friend. I've actually, I heard a quote where someone was saying how as an artist, if you're not creating art, you can't actually be mentally well because it's just a part of our souls. So that that was huge for me to hear that of like trying to keep my practice going because it, it really does help us express ourselves in that way. And I wanted to talk to you more about your self-care routine, especially just surrounded by so much stimulation. And you've talked to me before about Um, wanting to do more with meditative painting because I always love like the spiritual side and uh, meditation, yoga, and I know you're the same with all of that. So I want to know how you kind of piece all of those together and what your rituals are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love talking to you about spirituality. I think like, you know, you and I definitely are on the same wavelength and it's just so when you discover that part of yourself too, and you're able to relate to it into your art, it just feels so much more fulfilling. And it kind of like brings all the pieces of yourself together. So yeah, I love incorporating spirituality into my art. I think it's like super important for me to have that piece because it, 
it feels so authentic to who I am. Um, and during 2020, um, you know, going back to that kind of like pivotal moment, like, Oh God, like my whole world, like just flipped, you know? And then I like, I moved back to Georgia for nine months during COVID. So I, I was kind of back and forth to New York. So I still kind of flew, even though we're not really weren't supposed to, but I, you know, flew a few times because my apartment was here and I had to kind of figure things out. And, um, but I was at home, you know, between my parents' houses and, um, got to really sit with nature, but sit with myself and like, Hey, like what, what really, what really are you trying to do here? Like, what is the future? What does your future look like? What is, what are you wanting out of your life? I think it was just such a big quit. I was just questioning every single thing in my life. Um, like so many of us did because yeah, like businesses and everything were impacted and I was really wanting to do yoga and for a long time, you know, wanting a certification. So I was painting a lot more while I was home and decided to do a yoga certification. So I did a 200 hour, took me about four months and I did it online. And it was so impactful because I was able to like really understand as I was painting and doing the yoga it, it really gave myself a peace of mind because I was having such a hard time breathing through all of these really big questioning of self, really big movements in my life. Like I, I didn't know what I was doing, you know, like my partner and I were on a break at the time. I had to move out of my apartment in New York. I was now at my parents and I hadn't been there since I was 18 years old. And here I am in my mid thirties, <laughs> you know, like there's just all of these things. And, um, that I just, just was felt a little lost and yoga really kind of centered me. And it's so funny to say that because, you know, we all talk about the chi in the center and all of that in in yoga, but it's so true. Like getting, getting back to breath and, you know, being able to hear yourself breathe and concentrate on breathing. It is a meditation, but it also just, it's your asana that calms your nervous system down. And like, once I could understand that and put that into practice while I was painting, I came up with this whole meditative painting um, sort of practice, but then I released a collection that were my meditative painting collection. And, and it felt so gratifying because I was able to say, I did something through my 2020. Like I, as shitty as it was and as hard as it was and all those tears and like, you know, it it felt really great to have something to sort of show for all of that hard, hard inner work. <laughs> and so those visual, those visual paintings sort of sparked kind of a whole other realm of work. And then my work sort of changed a lot in terms of folding in the spirituality into it. So like I wrote 
a lot of quotes um, underneath paintings and, um, you know, kind of having to do with like your inner self and, and bringing the joy back into your life. There were mantras, you know, and I just kind of wanted it to like underneath like the secret message underneath the painting. It sounded so cool to me and it felt really good to paint on top of because it sort of was a reminder to me the whole time I was painting, like to keep that mantra in, you know, in my mind as I was doing the action of painting. And so that's something that I'm like really looking towards um, in my hopefully very near future. And, you know, starting to work on is sort of a on the educational spectrum, but teaching meditative paintings. I think that that would be so beautiful kind of as like, a yoga session or, you know, a breathwork session, but it would be, you know, like painting through your chakras. <laughs> oh my God. You had me at chakras. <laughs> that sounds amazing. You know, I mean, and because we have so many colors, right. That represent our chakras, like, you know, our root chakra, mm-hmm. heart chakra, throat chakra, crown, all of those things, you know, all have a color. And so we can focus in on certain parts of our body that we feel need some movement or uplifting or, you know, a little bit of stirring to get that stagnant out. Um, And I think painting is so cathartic for me, but I think it can be for people that never have even picked up a paintbrush before and I think um or could be so amazing for someone that's been painting their whole life but just break it down into this very rudimentary sort of like just one color but like swirling through emotions and like you're able to really meditate and think about parts of your body through that action of painting so that's something that I'm working on and really looking forward to in, in my next phase of my painting career. And, um, my dream is to like host retreats and like have and build more of a spiritual community around the arts, because I think it's so important for us to have community. Um, and that's something that I'm just hoping to, to be an advocate for and be a part of. So I have a lot of work to do. And here in New York, I have so many things going at once. So it's just a matter of sitting still and, you know, getting it done. <laughs> but um, that's something that I love so much about you, Michelle, because, you know, in your art, you know, you're always wanting to incorporate spirituality and like how what are these ways that we can yeah, build our community and spirituality while being in the arts. And I think that it's so beautiful to have friends and, and, um, you know, artists around us, like, like you. Um, so I totally agree with all of that because I do feel like, especially how you were saying you would put the mantras underneath the paintings. I always feel with my paintings, you're just putting in this energy that's going to be in someone's home and they're going to feel it radiating out. So they'll be able to feel your mantras and the colors and the energy. And because um, I studied Reiki, so then that's been a fun thing to just have it be 
not that I'm doing anything specific with it, but just having it be a part of a mindfulness practice with my paintings. Um, so I, I think that's beautiful how you're planning these retreats and stuff. And I know you're going to get there and I can't wait to go to one. It's going to happen. And I, I think that's so true with community because even when I was younger, I remember thinking about being an artist and being like, oh, I'm too social. I, I don't think I could be an artist because you have to be alone in your studio all the time. But I feel like with social media and Zoom and being able to stay in touch with our people, it hasn't felt lonely to me. Um, so I think it's it's amazing how we can all lift each other up and um, – keep each other accountable with our practice and also with taking care of ourselves because if we don't have that, we, we can't paint. So <laughs> I love that. I mean, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. And in terms of, you know, technology being kind of an advantage for us, you know, with community, because it is hard. You get holed up in your studio but it's really kind of beautiful to be in your studio and then have, you know, someone talking to you through a podcast or talking to you like on a module. Um, if you're like doing any, any education work in the arts, like for me, I've done a few, <laughs> but it, they're great because, you know, you learn so much and then also you meet so many different people Um and through communities like the Art Queens, yeah, it's been so, so cool to meet so many fascinating women and artists that can, <clears throat> you know, that have so many different talents and already have knowledge and education on things that I'm trying to do or learn about. So, you know, those networks of people are so important for us artists. I mean, I think you know, yeah, being in your studio alone, I'm, I'm such a social person too. So I like to have my quiet time as well, but you know, I do like to have people around to bounce ideas and inspire, you know, or have inspiration around you. I think it's, yeah, it's important. Um, we can get lost in our heads in our studios, just like hold up in there. It's you gotta get you gotta get out and get some fresh air. And talk to you. It's so true. <laughs> can be a scary place, <laughs> but yeah, I do think because a lot of times I feel like people just glaze over twenty twenty, but it changed so much. Um. I think maybe people don't want to talk about it because it was so traumatic, but then it it was like this life-changing event. Like you were saying, it brought in that practice and of you feeling lost and stuff. So I appreciate you sharing that because it kind of just shows just where we've come from all of this. But then it also brought us this community. Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I think like having the technology piece definitely was brought on with 2020, you know, because I don't ever remember doing as many online courses or like education or like having any sort of sense of community. Like before 2020, I had no sense of community here in New York. I 
I really like I did an artist in residency on the Lower East Side through um, a gallery called Con Artists. And so that was really cool and met people there and, you know, got to do some shows. And I was in residency there for maybe it was a few months. Um, But anyway, I that was so cool. But other than that, like I didn't really, you know, you can apply for things and I kind of just did what I could. But I think after 2020, people really recognize like, Hey, people are desperate for a community and it's hard to meet in person. And I think even now, like, Hey, we can go and meet each other in person. How cool is it to be able to talk to someone clear across the country like you and I and have and sit and have a conversation about art and you know the soul of of art and how we came to be and you know it's just it's cool to be able to have these like intimate conversations whereas I think beforehand the tools were not as easily accessible maybe they were there it's just now it's just so much more widespread and there's so many different types of platforms you know like google meets or zoom you know um and even online galleries becoming a thing too that's so true yeah like the 3d kind of you can walk through the room too it's that's so neat (laughs) it's not the same as seeing it in person but (laughs) it's not the same but you do what you can do. <laughs> it's so cool to be able to, yeah, like if I can't make it to Australia tonight, I can just go and look online and see what's happening. Yeah, it's technology is really cool in that way. It also opened up a lot for me as a mother of three under five. Um, most of the time I can't get them in the car, or out of the car and all those things. So just to be able to have access to learning online has been huge for me and staying connected with people and even just putting my work out there um, to be seen um, instead of just feeling like I'm kind of trapped at home in this stage of having little tiny ones who can make having a career um, complicated. But it's so worth it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think so many mothers feel that way too, you know, and I, I think I, I have a lot of friends that are mothers. I'm not a mother, um, but I have so many of my girlfriends that are, and they, you know, love having, having an online community. It's, it's so helpful. Speaking of, you want to say hi to Katie? Hi. Hi, you're on your mom's podcast. Yeah. So the other question I was going to touch on was about your childhood, because I feel like so much of my work is in remembrance of my grandparents' house. And I know that you feel that same type of pull. So I wanted to ask you about how you bring that up in your work of like childhood memories. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I was very, I would say lucky to, to have both of my grandmothers around 
and um and my grandfather and gosh the one set of grandparents I would go to after school every single day and my grandmother played the guitar and the piano and she also was a portrait artist and she was always like playing in something I mean like my grandfather made her a dark room one year because she wanted to take up photography and so he turned one of their spare, spare bedrooms into, I mean, they had three bedrooms, but they, he turned one spare bedroom into a dark room for her. And then, so he put all of his stuff into made that other one, like a, an office space or whatever. But <laughs> she was like always into stuff, you know, she wanted to play with polymer clay one year. So she made all of these like Lulu ladies and, you know, would press them and put them in the oven. And then we got to make them too, you know, and then one year she was into gourds. So she would like be cleaning out the gourds and then painting the gourds and we would paint the gourds. Then we made bird houses with the gourds. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember the bird gourd houses. <laughs> Yes. And so, you know, we just, she always had something, some sort of project. And I just remember when we were little, she'd always have this like brown box of crayons, like this small little box of crayons. And I remember the latch on it. And I remember the way it smelt, you know, and like, it was just so fun to come home after school. That was just something to look forward to. And I think one of my earliest memories, too, is like her teaching me how to make a dog like a puppy with these several different shapes. And I just kind of remember thinking it was something like I always loved doodling. But when she taught me to do that, it kind of was like a click, like a light bulb, like, oh, my God, you can make complicated looking things with these very simple shapes. <laughs> And I was like, this is cool. <laughs> I love that, though. So I think that was a pivotal moment. You know, and my mom worked in the art, art museum. She was the director of our hometown art museum. And so my brother and I would just go. I mean, I think we were, what, six and seven years old. And we would just maybe younger, but we would go in there That's and wreak havoc in there, just like running through the walls, like uh, halls, you know, you're not allowed to do that in a museum. My brother and I were very hyperactive children and we were 16 months apart. And so we were just constantly together, but also like a, a whirlwind together. And, you know, we, we, came to be friends with the security guard. <laughs> and I don't know, we just, we had a great time, but we were always around art. You know, we were always submersed in it. Always like, you know, going to these workshops, the museum would have these weekend activities. Well, my mom had to be there. So she'd throw us in those weekend activities and we would do them. Mm -hmm. And we had a blast, you know, we painted pumpkins. We just, and I remember all of that. I remember like a clay making class, a little making little pinch. I was five and we made little pinch, uh, you know, clay bowls and I still have mine. And it has Katie written on the bottom, like in these like crazy little with my, the eye that I dotted in like this huge circle for like the dot eye. <laughs> you, know, you just remember these like little things that you did when you were a child and how those like came to impact you and how fun that was. And so 
Yeah, I guess like, I don't know how much nostalgia or how much like I actually conscientiously bring into my art from those like former years or just growing up. But I'm sure like that happiness and that fun that we had from from those memories certainly influence what I make in my art now. I mean, yeah, and to have art around you like that just everywhere and just seems like it's really shaped you in your path and like being supported by it because not everybody gets supported as an artist. And I think both of us have been extremely lucky with that. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely feel very grateful to, you know, have, although my mom was like, why don't you go into marketing? I mean, come on, like, okay, yeah. yeah you're going to do with your art de- painting degree i mean you know she wanted me to be practical because she worked at an art museum and uh, you know painters struggle like they're not every painter that you see is going to be make be a picasso right like mm-hmm. but it, that's like anything that doesn't mean not try right that's like anything that we do well we can do marketing and painting exactly. because that's what i'm like trying to start learning now is marketing stuff i feel like yeah People who have both those skills can really go a long way. Oh, my gosh. It's so true. Like, if we can just take a little note from, like, Jeff Koons, you know, geez, like, people like that, like, marketing (laughs) gurus, you know, and I'm not saying be Jeff Koons, but I'm just saying, yeah, there's people that just really are savvy with it. And um, it's it's great to, to have communities where you can learn those sorts of things and be the entrepreneur. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I feel, I feel very grateful to have grown up in an art environment. So when it came time for me to go to college or like take those AP classes in high school, I was, I was taking art. Like there was no question in my mind. Like, that's what I love. That was like, what I enjoyed. It was my happy place. And I guess now I'm like, well, yeah, it was like so meditative, but I never put any word. I didn't put words like that to it. I just did it innately. It was something that I just love, like, you know, but now it's, I guess if I could really kind of analyze it and break it down, it's comforting for me because it's something I grew up with it's cathartic for me because it's like, Hey, like I, it is a meditative. It kind of, you're entranced when you're in it and it's a way where you can tune everything out. And I just remember all my teachers, like Katie's a great student, but she's always in the clouds. You know, like I was just always like out in outer space, kind of dreaming away about things. So, you know, it was sort of just art was like a place I could get lost. And it's a great feeling. (laughs) That's so amazing. And I'm so grateful to you for sharing your story. It's so inspiring to like hear you speak about it and hear the passion coming out of your voice as well. And I feel like there's so many things that we've kind of glazed over when we're talking or just catching up. So this has been an amazing experience to kind of get to know your story a little more and your art a little more deeply. But I just want to see um, how can we find you? How can we support you? 
Um, just let me know what you have coming up and where we can find you. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Katie Bacon Studio. Um, I'm also online. My website is katiebacon.com. And I will be releasing some prints here in the next couple of months. And so hopefully we'll have a collection out this summer. I am working uh, hard to get some things together. And yeah, hopefully we'll have some of these classes, these little meditative classes uh, popping up. I can't wait. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I always love talking to you. Yes, this has been so wonderful. So it's katiebacon.com. Yep. And at Katie Bacon Studio. Um, Go find her and sign up for her newsletter because then you'll see all her new art coming out, which is so beautiful. And I just want to thank all of you for listening. This has been an amazing chat and such an inspiring guest to have here with someone who's so dear and close to me. Um, But thank you for being here. Thank you, Michelle.